I'm Jacob. I've seen Lost seven times. I'm Jack. I've never seen Lost before. Jack's about to watch all of Lost for the first time. For fuck. Hello, welcome to the Lost Boys podcast. With you every step of the way, you have me, Jacob Stolworthy. And me, Jack Shepard. We're here because we have watched Lost Season 5, Episode 9. Christ, Episode 9. Uh, this is called Namaste. I'm Which is a word that has been quite used uh, used quite a lot over the um, past few seasons of Lost, hasn't it, Jack? You could say that. You could say that. Uh, but that's not what's important right now. What's important right now is your view on Namaste. I'm the episode, not the word, even though I guess we could find out your view on the word as well. Jack? Um, I would say I quite like the word, definitely. <laughs> I. Oh know. no, what does that suggest about the episode? <laughs> no, I, quite, I, I, I enjoyed the episode. It was quite, it's quite a, uh, I don't know, it's a, it felt really weird as an episode. Like a lot happened, but mm. it's just... I don't know, even thinking about it in my head, like we just ran through it before the podcast, like this happened and this happened. I'm just like, oh, it's a bit all, like it feels all over the place, but I don't know, it feels like it, it, it's getting the, the pieces set for like the next few episodes in a way. Yeah, that's you know, fair to say. Everyone's in their place. Saeed's in jail now and Jack is part of the Dharma Initiative and, you know, it's quite, um, but then like, you know, Jack meets fucking mr candle like yeah lost celebrity yeah you know this and, and doesn't even like raise it like doesn't even make a thing of it no like you've seen him in the initiation video surely this is weird <laughs> like i don't know it's um so there's quite a lot quite a lot of things to talk about i feel yeah there are i i completely get your um your feeling overwhelmed because um well, even when I watch it the first few times, even like I always found the, this stretch of season five, like not impenetrable. That's, that's not the word more. Um, yeah. Like they're so chock a block that it's kind of hard to get a grip on anything uh, and hard to remember what happened in what episode and stuff. Um, I, f- I feel like it's, I feel like if you binged it, you would really struggle to like remember everything that happened because there are so many little things that you would have been like have big they're like big revelations they're like yeah. big moments like oh, jack, absolutely you know jack meeting mr candle is like that's a big moment like if that <laughs> happened that in if that happened in season 3 people would have lost their shit two and a half minutes in you've mentioned that that twice I, I, I love this is one of your favorite lost moments ever isn't it it's the big moment i've been waiting for <laughs> uh, yeah i think i think i think also what's interesting is uh, just, just to kind of go back i i kind of get a grasp on it now and i actually i actually really love this episode i think it's so much fun um but also what's interesting is the dust is settling a little bit um and we're kind of like settling into like the groove the back half of this season and people characters are in different positions than we've kind of we're used to seeing them in namely like jack and kate who are kind of like being led around by sawyer which is just in itself like a strange thing to watch yeah i'm here for it though oh i mean it's great it's great (laughs) um okay but let's 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 try and go in some form of order um we start with frank lapidus now Every time I'm like, I just wish this goes full-blown Frank, this episode. <laughs> it just would be really good, wouldn't it? Um, but he, yeah, we see the plane crashing, Ajira Airways Flight 316 crashing through his point of view. Um, and uh, good use of a rotating camera to kind of accentuate the, the chaos. Uh, and the, it's nighttime, right? And then when the light kind of flashes and it goes down, it's daytime. So you, you know that they've kind of like traveled through time as it were um but what i love about this scene is when they're fl- when frank is trying to land the crashing plane and he sees the island uh where does he land it on a bloody runway do you remember <laughs> why the, the, you know do you remember why the runway's there no ah uh, so this is the runway that uh the others had kate and sawyer making back on when they were imprisoned <laughs> <laughs> season three. so you know what jack you know what that means what does that mean it means it wasn't all for nothing <laughs> the early stretch of season three 
It was for Frank. It was for this moment. This is what I mean. That's what I mean. All this, all this payoff in this episode just <laughs> rushes past you. I do. I know. Like it. Obviously, they when they were kind of having them build a runway in season three, which we don't find out that it was a runway until Juliet tells Sawyer in the season three finale. Um, but I know they weren't thinking, oh, well, you know, this could happen and we'll do this and that will happen. Then we can mention the runway again. But I do like kind of the idea of the writers mapping it out and being like, oh, then they can land on a runway and people will be like, yes, we finally got a mention of the runway again. I, I kind of like that. It's good. Another mystery resolved. <laughs> in a sense, in a sense. Um but yeah, so so the, the co-pilot dies, bit of a grisly death. Um, and Frank uh, thankfully lives and he goes into the back and he sees uh, Sun, but he sees that, we see that Saeed is gone and we see that all the others who are back in the 70s have gone. Uh, but they're lumbered with Benjamin Linus and you can just see the, even though they've just survived the plane crash, Sun for a second time, you could just tell that that she's like, oh, for God's sake. Oh, this kinda guy. Wish, kind of <laughs> wish I'd died. <laughs> Oh, he lumbered with this dude. Um, but yeah, we then go f- to 30 years previous. Uh, and I'm going to run through the, these moments of the episode before the uh, the current, well, the events with Frank, Son and Ben, if that's okay with you. We're going to do it chronologically in a Yeah, sense. why not? Why not? Why not? Um, so 30 years ago, we catch up with literally the moment we left them uh, with uh, Sawyer seeing Kate and Co. No, see it again. See that See that gif of Sawyer removing his glasses like, whoa. Yeah. It's good to see him see everyone again, but especially see him uh, and Hurley have such a, a lovely, loving welcome. I'll tell you what would be weird, right? If what? we knew all their birthdays, okay? Just imagine, imagine we knew all their birthdays and let's say Sawyer was one year older than Kate. Yeah. Right? Now, Kate would be one year older than him. Yeah. That would be, that would be weird. It would make um, the candle situation a bit confusing. <laughs> Definitely. But then just think about it. How many cans would you get Richard Albert? Oh, too many. Maybe just <laughs> one really, really big one. <laughs> You'd sell out like 500 Tesco's. just candles for richards you'd have to hire people to light them (laughs) just every every year the candle makers are just like oh fucking hell better start start even earlier now just keep going they just never stop making candles no as long as he's alive there's work to be done (laughs) it's great he does a lot for the economy old Albert. If he dies, they're just like, fuck, we're going out of business. Out of business, out of business. It's not good. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's quite fun, this episode, seeing Jack's realisation that Sawyer's kind of like got a grip on his life and is actually, um, you know, got a purpose more than Jack kind of has, I guess. Um, and it kind of starts straight away when, you know, Sawyer's explained that he's, da- he's in Dharma, and stuff, but what I find really annoying is that when Sawyer asks what happened to Locke, uh, Jack's like, "Oh, it doesn't matter. It does matter. He asks you a question, and you should answer it." <laughs> I think what's annoying is when Sawyer takes the lead. Jack has this when he's like, "Oh yeah, all right, let's do your plan." He does it in a way that's like he's like expecting it to fail. He's doing yeah. it in like uh, yeah. you know, almost in a mean way where he's just like. All right, we'll do your plan, but it's shit, Sawyer, because I'm better than you. And it's like, oh, fuck off, mate. It's what you do to me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I'm joking. You don't. You don't. I uh, no, no. You're completely right. I completely, completely get get that um, that he is like that. Uh, And at the end, obviously, there's there's a bit of a showdown, isn't there? I, I, it's like a bit of an anticlimactic showdown, but it's still a great scene. and I'm intrigued to see what you think about Jack's feelings on the situation, but we'll get to that in a bit. Um, what I don't like is when Sawyer gets back to the house and Julia, she knows something's up and then she gets it out of him that they're back. And Elizabeth Mitchell plays it so well, this kind of sense that Juliet's world is kind of crashing down around her a little bit. Yeah. Which is interesting because she's been so desperate to like get off the island and... Absolutely. You know, last time we saw her, I know we obviously we skipped forward in time, but you know, last episode there still was 
the scene of her being like, I need to get back and see my sister and all that. Mm. And now it's like, actually, she's maybe she's quite happy with her with her hubby, you know? Yeah. I mean, you could you could argue. I mean, I don't want to use the word manipulate, but she was kind of manipulated into staying yet again. Not 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 manipulate. I mean, she's only she's usually when she was going to leave on the freighter. Well, get on the the Sododecraft. She kind of didn't by choice. She wanted to get everyone off safe before she left. So that is her choice. But she once again had a chance to leave, and she didn't take it because Sawyer convinced her to stay. And now she's obviously concerned that with the return of them all, it's A, going to get them found out by the Dharma Initiative that they're not who they said they were. And B, I mean, the Kate bomb is going to obviously be playing on her mind, right? Yeah, my first thought was like, you know, she's thinking, she's just thinking like, fucking hell, Kate, going to ruin this for me. Mm. Going to ruin it, you rude word. <laughs> insert rude word here <laughs> um yeah like kate it's funny because a lot is riding on this like on them keeping towing the line keeping out of trouble and ensuring that sawyer you know his his real identity is not known by the people in charge um because it would probably cause a lot of concerned for the fellow Dharma Initiative people, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Kate, as someone who is, as we've been told over and over again, born to run, you know, she loves being on foot and hate staying in one's position, is obviously in a position now where she's like, "Ah, but I'm like here and I want to like do my thing. And she can't, she can't. So it's interesting to see these characters in, those, in that position, I think. Yeah, they, Jack and Kate aren't, they're not ones to play ball, are they? They're not Absolutely just going to happily be part of the Dharma Initiative. They're just, you know, Hurley, he, he'd be all right. <laughs> yeah, he's all right, isn't he? Saeed, yeah. mm, probably not so much, but... Well, we'll you know, have to talk about Saeed, won't With we? everything that's gone on in his life, maybe he'd be all right if he, you know, if he had arrived as part of the main crew. But Jack and Kate, you just don't trust them. I don't trust them. Yeah, I don't, especially Kate. She's just a flight risk, isn't she? Always has been, always will be. Um, yeah. <laughs> so we get a return of the flame station, which is uh, the uh, the future home of your favourite. Mikhail. Um, and instead of Mikhail, uh, the, re- the guy in the station at this time is a guy called Rosinski. Um, now... Do you recall that name? I, th- I feel like I've heard it. It just feels like one of those names that you'd hear on this show, though. Just someone say it substage, I'd be like, Rosinski! <laughs> well, he has, we've never seen him before, but he has been name-checked a few times before. Um, and it's all the way back in season two. Now, do you recall the episode, the finale, when Desmond, we learn how he came to be on the island? And then he's taken to the hatch by a guy called Kelvin Inman who is the same kind of soldier guy that Saeed used to work. Well, oh, Saeed, yeah. Saeed encountered. He didn't use to work for him. He kind of was forced Saeed into becoming a torturer, essentially, in in a flashback. Mm. Um, played by Clancy Brown, great actor. He was in The Mandalorian, actually, when he was in one episode, anyway. Um, anyway, he explains to Desmond that he was in the hatch with a guy called Rosinski. Um, That was his partner in the hatch um, and we later learn that what what, what came of Rosinski and he just points to a a, a bloodstain and says that was that was Rosinski he shot himself in the head and he says and the bitch of it was I only had 108 minutes to bury the poor bastard hmm. uh, so we know what happens to Rosinski Rosinski ends up in what I shall call our hatch but what's interesting is in this episode we see him building a model of the SWAT of the Swan Station. The hatch. And that is our hatch. So he, and it, he's called, he's saying it's very top secret when he thinks Saeed has seen it. He's very protective and he's worried. Um, he's obviously prepping this big, it's his big baby, right? His project. Um, and that little model that he makes is the same model we see in the Marvin Candles orientation video for the Swan, Swan Hatch. 
It's resting in front of him. So we're getting a bit of history peppered in, right? Damn. Well, I hope they. I hope we. I hope we go a bit further with this thread. Go on then. Well, I'd like to. I'd like to know why why he's doing that. Then why the hatch is there? Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Well. We'll see. Anyway, Jin uh, Jin uh, finds. So, well, he he he's just, he basically wants to know if there are a plane crash because he wants to know. He finds out Sun is back, um, and then he goes to the flame station, which is the communication station, uh, and he's like going to Ritsky, bloody check. Uh, obviously, no plane, uh, but they do find a Saeed. Uh and Jin Saeed wanders into a shitstorm here. He must be so confused. Well, it's a good job that Jin went there, isn't it? Because otherwise, Rosinski would have just killed Saeed straight out. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Saeed? Jin? Where's son? I don't know. Shut up! But it's funny because they, they have a little smile for one another. And... Uh, and then Jin has to like pretend that he's, you know, shut up and all that gun up. Yeah. And so he's like, wait, what? <laughs> uh, he doesn't know what's going on. I mean, I mean to... <laughs> literally not a clue. He's the, imagine being, cause he doesn't even know what time they're in. He's like, no, he doesn't know what year it is. He probably thinks it's just, he probably thinks son's been, uh, Jin's been there for just five years. Yeah. And then, I don't know. Well, the last last he heard, Jin was dead, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, that smile is like, a, oh my God, you're alive. But wait, you're in a Dharma suit. Wait, what? Yeah. Very, very funny. Very funny. Wait, so, oh wait, does Jack know that he's, oh no, Jack knows he's alive because Ben said so. Yeah. And also they, Jin finds them, doesn't he? He finds them in the lake and then, and then he's the one who calls Sawyer to them. So I guess Jin. they've had that convo. Yeah, they they probably had that already. Um, Apart from, there is another bit in the episode. Where, I can't remember when we said it, but like when Sawyer goes back to the Dharma people and then returns to Jack and Kate, and Jack yeah. and Kate say something, they're just like, "What are we meant to do? I guess we should wait around." And then Sawyer's there, and it is like, "What have you been talking about for the last like three hours? <laughs> Nothing." Anyway. And also, Sawyer even points out to Jack, he's like, yeah, that's not really Ireland wear, mate. And it's like, that's such a, we made that point, didn't we? Yeah, it's, it's true, though. Yeah, it is true. It's completely true. <laughs> but he's like, but I look so good in this suit, why would I not wear it? Yeah, well, now you're going to have to wear a stupid Hawaiian necklace. But it's oh, like sorry. when you, is that called a, a garland? But it's uh, like when you, like, when you, I don't know, if it's like, really hot out but you've got like a new jumper you really want to wear <laughs> and you're like oh but i really want to wear it. and you'd like brave you just do it Jack's or vice versa guy. if you've got a really nice t-shirt and you don't want to wear a jumper and it's really cold out and you're like but i think i look good in this so you don't wear it and then you like catch your death jack's well, that guy jack's that guy, <laughs> jack's, that guy. <laughs> uh, jack's not coming off well he hasn't no, been coming off not. well for a long time i mean i i don't know i've got conf- Afflicted views about Jack. I think we're going to have a big Jack chat by, at the end of this episode. Okay. Um, so, cool little moment, Juliet. So, the plan of action is, as, as everyone will know who's watched this episode, that they're going to pretend that they came in on a sub and they're going to um, they're going to change the manifest so that the names are on there uh, so no one will ask any questions. Uh, this is going to be led by Juliet and Sawyer, obviously putting their necks on the line. Amy, who is the lady who had the baby, um, who Juliet delivered uh she's the one who's usually in charge but because she's you know she's her rest obviously um Juliet goes and says I'll 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 take it off your hands again very fortuitous goes looks at the baby have you picked a name (laughs) Ethan (laughs) Ethan and Juliet plays it so well again because it's such a creepy situation she's like I could just end it now I could end (laughs) I could I could just kill this baby right now and I could never come to this island. Well, it's the irony that, you know, Ethan 
would go on to be a surgeon working alongside Juliet. Then you've got the thing of the fact that Ethan is one of the people who brought her to the island and she's yeah. literally holding, yeah, and like you say, could end it now, which is a bit darker than I was going for, but sure. Uh, and if it wasn't for that, then Ethan never would have been born. But but, but also, like, the irony that Juliet, the first baby that Juliet manages to deliver on the on the island is the guy who will later bring her to the island. Yeah, but that's what it's, I mean. If it if it yeah. wasn't for Juliet, Ethan never would have been, you know, successfully well, yeah, delivered. It, exactly. And then maybe it's so, subconscious that she he was brought her. He's like, I think she's a good surgeon. How do you know? I just have a feeling. She delivered me. Yeah, I mean, obviously you wouldn't know, but maybe they have a link. It's very weird. What came first? The delivery <laughs> or Juliet? I don't know. <laughs> they should make that the uh adage i think that's a much cleaner phrase than <laughs> chicken or the egg uh, <laughs> um so uh yeah a few points that are raised by jack so like you say they haven't really been talking much but when they're driving back into well when they're driving into the the barracks which sawyer calls dharmaville um hurley kind of raises a really good point and I was looking at you to see what you think about this. So tell me now. But he says, but don't the Dharma people get wiped out? Like I've seen the mass grave, like Ben took me to it. Like these people die. Mm. Like, so are you going to warn them? And Sawyer's like, nah, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm not here to do that. So it's 1977. Yep. And you guys are all members of the Dharma Initiative. Yep. Well, you do realize those dudes get wiped out, right? I mean, I saw the pit where all the bodies got dumped. What about it? Weren't you going to warn them? Aren't you going to stop it from happening? I ain't here to play Nostradamus to these people. Besides, Faraday's got some interesting theories on what we can and can't do here. Did you say Faraday? He's here? Not anymore. What's your view on all of that? I think, I think that's fair from Sawyer. I mean... They are going to die. So, and there's nothing you can do about it because yeah. time, that's not how it works. So, you know, even if he says something, it will still happen. So, and it will blow their cover. There's no point in blowing their cover. Yeah. I think about the whole blowing the cover thing, like I know that they have the truce and that the others are there and that it's a very, you know, they've, they've essentially conned them for three years. But, like, if you're just like upfront about it, <laughs> <laughs> well, after like, three years, you'd think they'd forgive you. Yeah, like Sawyer's got some, but instead they're like really worried that uh, you know. I obviously it, they, I don't know. <laughs> I would just be like, look, can I tell you something really mad? <laughs> don't get, don't get, don't get upset. After a few, but... <laughs> few tins of Dharma beer. <laughs> absolutely yeah no it's ridiculous uh, the other thing that you mentioned you, you asked me a question and i was like hold on because it's going to be addressed was where is daniel faraday uh so when story mentions him jack says is he here is faraday here and he and he says not anymore Ooh. it's because he's gone mad mad he's gone mad so interesting just Keep that in mind, Faraday, not anymore. Interesting. But remember, you saw him in this time period at the beginning of this season. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, remember. with the digging and the underground bit and stuff. And Marvin Candle. Yeah. Who is called Pierre Chang, by the way. Um. So when they're having their, like, induction and all that, we get a bit of Geronimo Jackson, who were obviously in their heyday at this time. Uh, real band and the song is Dharma Lady and it's the same song that was in the van that Jin was driving a few episodes before so essentially this is the song of the moment <laughs> the, the big song of the day this is like the you know like uh, I don't know 2009 Umbrella by Rihanna <laughs> this is that for that year this is like what? Yeah. why that song why did you just choose that song in that year oh because I remember it being everywhere forever for that, that summer I mean you're not wrong all right, what about Niles Barkley, Crazy? Oh, yeah, that was everywhere. I think that was I everywhere. 
think I would have gone maybe Get Lucky 2013. That was everywhere. Was it like, 2013? Good, good, good memory. Was it 2013 or 14? Unsure. Well, but then, or then there was uh, like Happy Pharrell's Happy. That was exactly yeah. what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, that was a big one. Oh. I was also going to go Outcast. Hey, yeah. Yeah, I mean that's still. I everywhere. feel like that's more Christmas. That is still everywhere, but no, no, no bad thing. No Did you bad say thing. Hey, us more Christmas? Well, no, it was. I think it was released later in the year as opposed to the summer. Whereas yeah. Dharma Lady by Geronimo Jackson is clearly a summer tune. <laughs> it's a summer tune. <laughs> Does Geronimo Jackson have any Christmas hits? They should bloody come back and make one. <laughs> we should sure. reform the band, get the members <laughs> back together. We should do it. Who's real, who's real bad? Geronimo Jackson. I mean, <laughs> even if they're not real, let's say just for it for an instant, they're maybe not real. <laughs> but someone still has to be performing those songs. Yeah. Where's the where's that interview, Jacob? <laughs> yeah, someone did send me something about this. There's some information out there. I'll go digging. I mean, and then you can ask them to get back together. Can we do a Geronimo Jackson reunion? <laughs> We could do a little live. Like we could, we could, we could stitch it up and then we could, yeah. As in like via our Twitter or something. Yeah. Get them all together. Like post, that'd be the first post lockdown thing. Big, big, the world's first lock post lockdown concert. Geronimo Jackson are back. (laughs) The charity Geronimo Jackson gig. I think that would be nice. I think that would be nice. (laughs) I, uh, Moving on, I <laughs> I uh, really like that. Uh, there's a bit in this episode where they mention Sawyer mentions that their names are going to be on a list, as in the guys' names uh, on the manifest. Only think about it: it's Kate, it's Jack, it's Hurley, and it's Sawyer saying it. And all of those four were on the list that was given to Michael, and they were like the others' prisoners at the end of season two. Mm. Oh, yeah they were the four yeah anyway I like that um, we get a few name checks of past Dharma jargon one is the Looking Glass station remember that one yeah I remember that one which one was it is I mean is it the one with all the tellies no that's the Pearl I need to <laughs> you need to swat up on your Dharma stations there are so many now. Okay, so the pearl is the one with the video screens. What's the one? What's the looking glass? Oh god, I don't know. The one where the one where Locke did his thing. Where Locke did what thing? Where he did the where he went underground and did the wheel. Oh, that's the orchid. Oh yeah, that's the orchid. That one. Let me give you a clue. Season three finale is called Through the Looking Glass. Um, what happens in the season three finale? Um, who dies? Um, who drowns? Oh, Charlie. Oh, it's the one that, that one. Yeah. Yes. I remember. Christ. <laughs> Bloody hell. What's the, uh, you won't get the one with the, uh, where Claire was taken to have the baby. You won't get that. Um, the, you won't get it. The nursery. The staff. No, I wouldn't have got that. What one's the Tempest? Oh, God, fucking hell. The worst one, in my opinion. Is that is that one on, on the second island? No. That's God. Hydra. I don't know. Tempest. The Tempest is the one where Juliet and Charlotte have their little fight because they're like, gonna. there's going to be some like toxic poison gas released oh is that where the that's where the gas is that one yeah it's such a bad hatch <laughs> well what happened to the gas the the like poisoning storyline there was a lot of people dying from poison and shit like poisoned mean? air yeah well there was going to be some poisoned air wasn't there released yeah but there were people like like uh what's desmond was told never to go outside the hatch and all that yeah the sickness the sickness yeah the sickness what happened to that yeah, well, what is a sickness? Good question. It's always peppered in. You never know whether it's a time travel thing that Desmond had. You never know whether it's something to do with, you know, when uh, Rousseau's husband got really mad and she had to kill him. 
just because of the smoke monster. What's going on with it? There's a few things it could be. Um, yeah. Then we also have the arrow station. Just bringing it back to my, my quiz. Do you remember what the arrow was? Oh. I mentioned it recently. Yeah, you probably did. Okay. I don't know. You're, 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 this, this game's lost on you. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Which one's the arrow? The arrow is the one where, and I always say this, it's where the tail section survivors were hanging and it's where Mr. Echo found the missing reel from the, the video in the Swan Station. Okay. You see, that's not, it's not very like arrowy, is it? You know, no, you, you it's to- not like they were shot by arrows there. Or something, you know, Uh-oh. like the, the, swan, is like the swan station. Maybe there's a swan there. Help there's us out. On, there's a swan on the logo. Yeah, but an actual swan. Maybe, you know, there's an episode about how the swan got there. Instead don't, of a polar bear, they just have a swan. Don't mug off the swan. <laughs> I won't have any bad words said against it. I, I just want an actual swan. That's all. All right, fair enough. Um, code 14J is also name checked and that is the emergency uh, code that is used when they say that there's been an incursion by Saeed, a hostile but that's also the same thing that is uh, when they pick up the phone when the, the Kimi and co arrive at the barracks uh, and Alex trips the alarm you know, Alex Rousseau before she gets killed yeah, yeah. and Locke picks it up and he goes code 14J oh, there you go, not a number though is it? No, but four is in there, I guess. Anyway, Jack does meet Pierre Chang. It's really good. But what's also funny about this scene is that he's given... What job is he given? Oh, he's a workman. Yeah. Do you remember who else was a workman? Oh, the guy died in the ben. in the van. Yeah, Ben's, Ben's dad, Roger. Ah, oh, there you go. Uh, you could just see the smirk on Jack's face, can't you? Because he knows that Sawyer's just got one on him. Yeah, but Sawyer wouldn't have done that. That would have been Juliet. Well... Yeah, it could have been Sawyer. No, no, because Juliet sorted the names on the list. Yeah, but I think Sawyer went to Juliet, make him a janitor. When would he have done? I don't know. Yeah, I I mean, maybe he could have told Juliet to do it. I like to think Juliet did that on her own. You know, just as a bit of bit of snark against him. Screw you! You left me behind. Just a little bit of like I don't know. I don't know if they ever got on. Well, they did, didn't they? Yeah, maybe once upon a time. Here it is. Your job assignment. You've been assigned to the shed. Workman. What what does that mean? Based on your aptitude test, you'll be doing janitorial work. Them two are a weird pairing because they were like so friendly. And now I find it so weird when they're together on screen. Yeah, I find it weird too. I don't yeah. know why. I feel it's, like I feel like she doesn't like him. Yeah, I mean, he literally left her behind. On the last thing she said to him before that moment they see each other in this episode is, "Don't bleed to death, Jack," because he's got had his appendix out, and she's like, "Don't go traipsing off into the jungle," and he does, and she never she doesn't see him until this moment. Yeah, she's probably just like fucking told you, Jack. Told yeah. you not to go wandering, and look what happened. Look five what years happened. later, uh, but it's good to see her bailing Kate out because there's a there's a creepy guy, isn't there? Oh yeah, Patrick Fischler, um, who the actor that is. Uh, hello to Patrick Fischler. He's not listening, but just in case he ever does listen, I just want to say hello to him because big fan of him. And he, uh, yeah, he's a bit weaselly, isn't he? I will this say this about. Patrick. Hi, Patrick. Yeah. Hello, uh, Patrick. I mean, ov- obviously a great actor because every time he's on screen, it's just so, so creepy. But also, like like in everything he's in, it's just, yeah. there's something very unnerving about him or like his screen presence. Like, even a like, brief moment in like Mad Men, he's just despicable. <laughs> he's awful, yeah. Absolutely. Even at like Mulholland Drive, like he's, a- he's not a bad person in it. He's just in the movie's creepiest scene. I mean, yeah, he's just, he, he's been given a creepy one there, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he suspects Kate uh, because she's not on the manifest, but then Juliet bows out the last minute. And it's just good to see that. Bit of girl power, you know? Bit of Juliet bailing out Kate for a change. Love it. 
could have got her sent home though, couldn't she? And then this, then it would have all been over. Only three years ago, they were like what handcuffed to each other, running away from the smoke monster. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, crazy. Um, yeah, it's good. Anyway, Sawyer meanwhile has other matters to attend to, which is Saeed at the flame station. So he goes there and he questions Saeed and he asks Saeed, are you one of the hostiles? And Saeed's like, yes, I am one of them, which is just so weird to see Saeed saying that because he's usually the one on the, you know, he's on the other side, right? Interrogating potential others. Um, But yeah, it's great. They come back, they bring him back and Rosinski's just so dead set against it, isn't he? He's not uh, happy about it. He's not happy about it. But they bring him back and they throw him into into the the, the prison um, at Dom, at the barracks. And Saeed is very confused. But Sawyer looks like he's got his back a bit, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Would you, would you be, if you were Saeed now, what would you be thinking? Would you be comfortable? Would you think Sawyer's got this? I don't know. I think, I mean, it, it, it's a funny twist from where we first saw Saeed and Sawyer in like season one. Wasn't there a bit when like Saeed was interrogating Sawyer? Yeah, like properly torturing him with the nail thing. And now... Over the inhaler. Yeah, fuck. How the turntables. And now we're we're here and I don't know. I think, you know, he's seen Jin smile. Sawyer's giving, you know, subtle nods and stuff. He doesn't really have a choice, does he? So I think he... I, I guess you'd be like, I have to trust you. I mean, obviously I would trust Sawyer straight out. I'd just be like, yeah, this man knows what he's doing. But I guess the thing is, he's everyone's walking around in their Dharma overalls. He's in the he he knows it's a Dharma initiative and he has had nothing explained to him <laughs> uh about anything. So he's obviously just like, This is trippy. What I is think you just on? you would just know things aren't right though, wouldn't you? You'd be like yeah. Oh fuck! You'd start putting things together, like you'd be like, "Oh, they've infiltrated the inside or something like that," you know? Yeah, but but in the how have we got back to the seventies? You'd be wondering, wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't know it's the seventies, though, would you? Well, you'd assume if you're like in the middle of Dharma. No, but he does. Maybe he thinks like they've started Dharma again. That is. Like, outrageous really you think i don't know like yeah but saeed has no idea about time travel right now where would he know anything about time travel i just i just think you can't just assume that that's like present day and they're all just like there and i think Dharma's back but that's more what's like more feasible to to saeed right now that he's traveled back 37 years in time or that they've like you know they're just wearing clothes and it's and they're like part of the others now or something. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I just think he's maybe he thinking he thinks that, and then at the end when he sees Ben, he's like, okay, that's creepy, Ben. Yeah. Also, uh, this would go back to a point about you know Jack at meeting Jin at the beginning, right? Yeah. Like, do, do, does Jack have a concept of time travel and stuff? Like, they doesn't seem that shocked that well, well, in the seventies. He obviously does because um, Miss Miss Hawking says when she's trying to locate the island, uh, she yeah. locates it in time as opposed to you know where it is. But Saeed physically. wasn't there for any of that, was he? Uh, Saeed wasn't there for that. Was he there for that? Saeed? No, he wasn't. Yeah, so Saeed is in the in the dark it, about all this. He is he is in the dark, but I, he's a clever man. He's worked out something's not right. <laughs> yeah, but, okay, I'm just saying that happened to me. My first thought wouldn't be shit. I've jumped forty years back in the past. Yeah, I guess. I guess maybe he sees Pierre Chang and he's like, "Wait, it's a celeb." Seventies celeb. Uh, Jack uh, goes to see Julia. Well, he goes to see Sawyer, and Julia opens the door. But he also asks Patrick Fischler, who's like, mm, "Don't call him James. He doesn't like it." It's like, oh god, we've got a bit of a job's worth on our hands, haven't we? A jealous job's worth. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna cause issues, isn't he? 
It's like when someone tried to call me Jake and you were like, don't call him that. He doesn't like it. Don't ever call him that. Do people call him Jake? Yeah, someone did once and you got really angry and you were like, don't call him that. His name's Jacob. (laughs) Yeah, that's definitely me. Do people actually, I don't think I've ever heard anyone call you Jake. Maybe. I was about to say only my close friends, which which sounds like a diss on you, but it uh, it does. So I'll just say this. Scott calls me Jake a lot. I think I've heard, does Dan call you that and people like that? Yeah, Jake, yeah. And and mum, when I'm at home... Um, oh, your mum calls you Jake sometimes, yeah. My mum calls me Jake, yeah. Anyway. slide this. <laughs> I feel offended. But also oh, no. I just completely forgot because I've been out with you and your mum. <laughs> you have, you have. I spoke to her before we recorded this, by the way. She says hello to you. Oh, hello, and, April. And, and hello to our to our our listeners who she thinks are insane for listening to us for as long as they have. That's fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, the, the, the Jack scene is great because he's Julius. I know no, Sawyer's here and he realizes that they're like shacked up and that's, that's, you know, one thing. But then the other thing is like Sawyer's like lays down a bit of a smackdown about leadership. And I think this is a bit of a reality check for Jack and it's great. Even though Sawyer like name check Winston Churchill in it, which I don't really like because it's, it's just a bit, it's just a bit, I find it a bit ridiculous. But anyway, he's like, when you were leader, you reacted. And he's like, yeah, well, I got us off the iron. He's like, well, look where you are, right back where you started. Like a lot of zings going back and forth between them. Uh, and Sawyer 100% comes out the better man. So where do we go from here? I'm working on it. Really? Because it looked to me like you were reading a book. I heard once Winston Churchill read a book every night, even during the Blitz. He said it made him think better. It's how I like to run things, I think. I'm sure that doesn't mean that much to you, because back when you were called in the shots, you pretty much just reacted. See, you didn't think, Jack. And as I recall, a lot of people ended up dead. I got us off the island. But here you are. Right back where you started. So I'm going to go back to reading my book and I'm going to think. Yeah, definitely. It's a tense atmosphere, to say the least. I like it, though. I like that they've done it within the same episode of them seeing each other again, that they've kind of like, yeah, these two weren't the best of friends and there was a lot of rivalry there and there would naturally be a bit of dick swinging, wouldn't there? Yeah. I mean, Jack's like so is saved his life and mm. done all this stuff and then Jack's just like not take it feels like he doesn't take Sawyer seriously still mm. um after all this time so I think Sawyer has every right to be annoyed you could argue that because at the end he's Sawyer's like hmm isn't that a relief that you get to like do nothing for a change uh and Jack goes yeah actually it is and he looks like he genuinely is relieved uh, so maybe playing devil's advocate for Mr. Shepard, maybe he was just testing Sawyer to see whether he was up to the task and he had it, he had it covered. And then he was like confident that he does have it covered. So now he's like, well, do you know what? I'll let you do it. Cool. That's definitely not what's happening. Could. I, I think maybe it did. I d- definitely not. That's not the vibe at all. Vibe is Jack's being a little dickhead about it and being like, right, my turn in charge. Again, yeah, that's the vibe, and he's he's just being a little. I don't know. He definitely can't help himself. He can't help himself. I did find it weird in this episode when they were calling everyone's names, and they called Jack Shepard. Yeah, so that's my name. That was you. That was was really good. They don't really ever. They don't really ever say his like full name like that. No, or it's either Doctor Shepard or Jack. Yeah, Jack Shepard. Yes. I was, I was shocked. Maybe pay shirk. attention. You were bloody shook. You were, you were wrapped. You were wrapped. <laughs> uh, even I was like, oh, Jack, you know, very good. Uh, so yes, uh, that, that concludes all of that stuff. Apart from the fact that we see, um, uh, in an, a, a events that you kind of maybe foresaw happening. Cause you knew he'd be milling about anyway. Uh, we see be- young Benjamin Linus um, visit Saeed, who he believes to be an other in the cell, which is great, great moment, obviously. Um, 
but what I like is in keeping with the fact that Ben at this time was into the idea of joining the others, wasn't he? In the flashback. Yeah, yeah. So it gives him a reason to be there. It's not like it's just so, oh, how are we going to make it? Like, we're not just going to throw Ben in there and it be like, a, oh, it's Ben. It's like this kid left the, the barracks and like met Richard Alper and was like, I want to join you. I want to join you. Uh, so there's a reason for him to be there. Yeah. Also, it's uh, surely Ben, right? He's met Saeed. Mm-hmm. He's obviously got, he must have seen Lafleur around and shit and all this stuff. So, like, he knows when he goes to the camp in season two. He knows these people. Mm-hmm. Keep, 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 just keep, uh, yeah, keep thinking these things. You've got to, you've got to uh, just keep these things in mind. Okay. Because it's, it's, it's true what you say. Yes. He's known them the whole time. That's so weird. Uh, just keep it, just keep it in, in the back of your head. Because it might be addressed. playing might them this whole time. 30 years on, after the plane crash, um, there's not really a, lo- a whole deal that goes on on the Hydra Island. Basically, Sun follows Ben, who wants to go to the main island. She makes it seem like she's, you know, following his every whim. But she knocks him out and, and, and takes an outrigger with Frank, which is great. Well, we knew Ben wasn't making it over, didn't we? Well, we know he ends up in the sick bay, right? Yeah, exactly. We just and didn't we know, know that. Yeah. Well, you didn't think Sun would be responsible, did you? No, I didn't think that. Good for her. Something else you picked up on, which I completely agree with, is uh, Sun and Ben as an on-screen duo is something we we very rarely see, uh, especially on the on the island. Um, it's great, really. Yeah. I yeah. mean, Sun's not a person to take shit. I think this is the thing. Her character is basically revolved around the fact she doesn't take shit from anyone anymore. Like that's been her character arc. So when she's with Ben, it's like Ben's a man who just gives gives shit. That's all he does. He just yeah. put shit straight from the cow into your mouth. And <laughs> son's just like, no, knock him out. Boom. And you're like, and Frank, also not a man to take shit. Fair play to him. Yeah. He's yeah, there Frank's too. really protective of Sonny. I love it. And he's like reminding her that, wait, come on, the events of season four, son. The events of season four. <laughs> Do I have to remind you of the events of season four? Did uh, they even really meet in that season? Who, Sun and Ben? Yeah, Sun and, no, Sun uh, and M- Frank. Yeah. I guess uh, on the boat, they got to know each other. Uh, yeah, on the boat. And and Sun, yeah, I mean, he was, Frank was flying the chopper when Sun was screaming about Jin blowing up. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like they would have bonded on the boat, on the on the ride, you know, back to reality. Yeah, back to reality. you got to bear in mind, that was a good hefty few weeks, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, Sun was pretty shaken the whole time, but I feel like, you know, Frank would have been a, a confidant to like talk to. I definitely to and... reckon he came, uh, sat with her and like maybe like shared a few anecdotes. Handed her a stiff drink and was like, don't worry, don't worry, son. Yeah, got, absolutely. Yeah. He probably like sang a few songs for her. <laughs> yeah, Frank had her back. He was this like, a, "Do you, do you remember this song catcher. from?" <laughs> do, do you remember this song from 1977? And then he started singing Geronimo Jackson. She was just like, God, that song was everywhere, wasn't it? Yeah, That'd be it a was. twist if, if Frank was in Geronimo Jackson. <laughs> big twist. Big, big, big Actually twist. lead singer. That'd be so good. Uh, Frank, God bless him, he's trying to be a bit of a leader, but this Caesar character is trying to usurp him, isn't he? Yeah, this little son of a bitch. Like, <laughs> trying to... Trying to get in on there and like, oh, we've seen all this, this stuff around. We should do all this stuff. And he's like, he's your goddamn captain. Just yeah. chill. It's, like it's, it's, well, anyway, Frank does up and leave and he goes with Sun to the main island. And I'm not being funny. It's nighttime. And the island is looking quite scary these days. Yeah, you didn't like it, do you? Oh, it's scary. And you see, you hear like what you can imagine being smoky, just like flipping about and it's like oh he's so bored 
<laughs> there's been no one to like drag and smash around and he's so bored and the island just seems like a bit of a doesn't it's not my island as i remember it well i would say so they're in they're in present day right yes yes so where's rose and bernard and all this Mm, the people who survived the arrow attack you mean yeah yeah well where are they sure great question i just ah I want to see them again. You've got to see Rose and Bernie again. Rose and Bernie. Um, so when they uh, they get to the barracks, don't they? They go to the barracks and uh, it's decrepit. It's decrepit and it's it's falling apart the seams. Um, and a light comes on and the door opens and it's Christian Shepherd. I mean, I was saying to you, uh, no character makes an episode feel bigger than the old CS. <laughs> when he comes on screen, you know it's a big one. It's you true. know it's a big one. You know it's a big one. Also, the G Kino score in this episode is terrific, by the way. I can't believe that he, 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 just the amount of music he's made for this show. Mm. You know, just such a phenomenal feat. Absolutely. It's a really strong work in this episode alone, but like, I don't really remember it being great. It wasn't like there's really tense scenes and he just absolutely nails it. Yeah. You knew this was going to be Christian Shepherd, though, didn't you? Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it, it has very, very strong similarities to the scene where, uh, where Locke goes to the cabin and Christian's in there with Claire. Uh, and also the one where Hurley kind of sees cabin like you know it, it, those kind of like scenes where you're not really sure if it's real but it is it's a bit it's a bit it's a bit supernaturally yeah i can't believe we haven't met properly jacob yeah well <laughs> what do you mean well? unless unless <laughs> what do you mean, is jacob well then, that would be that would that's kind of my ongoing theory. Well, what's exciting, Jack, is that now in the back half of season five, and we've only got one season left after that, is that we're really going to be exploring that stuff very soon. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, really. Really, 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 we really are. But before that, we've got something to deal with, which is the picture that Christian shows son, which is of her husband and the others posing for their Namaste photo as part of the Dharma Initiative. Yeah. So, like, where do they go from here? And this is why I'm a bit concerned with something you said, because you said that you, at the end of the episode, and I hope you don't mind me saying this, but you said that you're kind of done with this kind of 70s set stuff right now. Uh, and you kind of want it to get back to normal. But this is like a lot of episodes now. I'm, I'm willing to see where it goes. And, like, I've just... I don't know. I think maybe it's not so much the setting. Maybe it's like, it feels like the pace has been, been big. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. I haven't had any time to, to like stop uh, just someone. I mean, we had, we had, we had the time travel lady, you mm-hmm. know, tell us a few things, you know, she stopped in front of some, well, she didn't stop in front of it. She walked around the pendulum a lot yeah. and kind of told us things, but <laughs> the things she told us were all, you know, it was all how to get somewhere. It wasn't like, it wasn't like, this is, this is what, this is what's happened. Don't mm. worry. Let me just share a few things with you. And I'm like, just a lot of shit is happening right now. I could do with someone just kind of sit down and just being like, let's just, let's just sit around the fire and play a song for a bit. Let's all calm down. <laughs> you definitely get you get one or two episodes which takes the uh the foot off the pedal and uh takes a breath you do get that which is ironic because i always kind of view them episodes now as like oh i don't want these episodes but you are right you do need them and i think you especially are going to appreciate them okay um also i think the thing to kind of keep in your head is that the danger of of their the real identities of Sawyer and Jack and all that being kind of uncovered is really like 
a really thing, a bad thing. So you've got your kind of tension in that. Mm. And then the other thing is you've got like on the present day side of things, there's some real interesting stuff to come there. We've, we've really skimmed the surface of that. But you've got to bear in mind, Locke is alive and Locke is, we haven't really gone past that moment where Locke finds Ben. Yeah. Uh, but safe to say we will be doing that soon and that's when things kind of like really kick into gear. I think that's like, maybe that, the, I want to find out about that stuff and therefore like, oh, will they, won't they be caught by the Dharma? I'm a bit like, oh, I don't, I don't know. I feel like it's there's fun. not, is there that much to learn about the Dharma initiative and like the stuff going on there. I will say what you, uh, as it goes on, the, the reason why we're here becomes far clearer and it's actually quite ingenious. Okay. That's what I'll say. All right. As long as they, as long as they go to photos, that's fine. <laughs> well, that'd be great. Just seeing it in it's a full glory would be great. Wouldn't it? Um, <laughs> Do you know when the plane's crash going to be in the episode, we briefly hear the full set of numbers over the radio? I didn't I didn't know that. Ah, uh, it's, it's a bloody huge late in the day number watch. Number watch. Should you do it? Yeah, go on. All right. There's only one other. <laughs> <laughs> um... I hope it's a good one. And his name is Saeed. Uh, hey. uh, it's not a good one. It's oh. just that, in fact, in fact, in fact, it's so bad that I think I've accidentally got rid of it. But basically, it was something like Jin walks past something with the number four on it in the flame station. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Well, I guess he's the guy in the flame, Rosinski. Yeah. is creating the place where they'll have to put in all the numbers all the time. So mm. so in a way, number watch. In a way. In a way, number watch. Um, let's do heroes and villains, shall we? Go on then. No, you, you can take the lead. I've spoken a lot. Oh, you need I've to spoken a lot too. Um, You've spoken, I'd say, <laughs> 80% less than I have. I wouldn't say 80%. I'd say, I'd say 48%. Hey. Um, where was I going? Villain. Villain of the week. Who villain is the villain? Week. Or Jack's the villain. Jack's the villain. Do you think? Yeah. Why? Because he's just, he's trying to ruin all these plans. It's Sawyer's, yeah. it's Sawyer's turn, Jack. Back off. Yeah. But, I don't know. I would say um, the villain is... It's hard because the villain, contextually, for each person, they would have a reason, a good reason to be doing what they're doing. So, like, Patrick Fischler, bless him. We're just going to be calling him Patrick Fischler. He is trying to, like, protect his people, right? He's being a bit up on it all because he just wants everything to be... He's like Dwight from The Office. Just really... jobs. I don't think he's that villainous here. I just think he's a bit creepy. Yeah. And he's like, he's a bit annoying, but at the same time, he's like, he's actually trying to work with Lafleur and stuff. You know, he's still. Okay. What about Rosinski? Because he does just want to kill Saeed straight off the bat. He does. That is a good point. (laughs) He's going a bit too far. Yeah. But he's also, you know, that's because Saeed's potentially broken the truce and stuff. So yeah. again, he's trying yeah. to protect his people. Like I, I don't, I do, I just don't think that's like, it's not quite like villain, you know. What about Caesar trying to usurp Frank's status as leader? I mean, I'm not a big fan of that. But no, then you could also say Jack's trying to usurp Sawyer's status yeah. as leader and he's doing it in a way like even even Caesar's like you know he's trying to look out for his for the the crew. So I would I mean as much as I don't like him immediately, <laughs> I would say that like I'd probably be feeling potentially similar about that if I was stuck on an island. You know, want to go ex- find stuff, and especially yeah. if there was like you know buildings around. So 
Mm. It's gotta be it's Jack for me. You've talked me into it. You've talked me even more into it. Wow. I can't in my right conscience say Jack. Why? Because I feel like Jack's more testing Sawyer as opposed to trying to take away his leadership. I don't maybe not take it. He's just being a little dick about it. That's why I'd say. <laughs> do you know what I do you know what? I'm gonna say something unprecedented. Oh, I no. abstain from villain of the week. You can't abstain. That's there not is, a, there that's is not no villain this week. There is no villain this week. Jack's the villain of the week. I'm telling you. You can't I mean, abstain. Ben, is, ben, ben doesn't do anything villainous, is he? Not really. Some I mean, we, hurt don't, we don't know what Ben's intentions are. We know what Jack's <sighs> intentions are. He's being a little dick about it. Come on. Why can't you could uh, all right who's your hero of the week hero of the week is going to be juliet <laughs> because she bails, me one bit. she bails kate out the last minute she helps them all uh and she throws a bit of jip jack's way by giving him the janitorial role as you say so i think the hero i mean sawyer is probably hero but sawyer and juliet probably co-heroes aren't they yeah, I would say like together as a team, pretty yeah. pretty heroic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, they completely are. They <laughs> they saved their asses literally. Although, you know, they've been heroes quite a lot. I think they were joint heroes maybe last week. So yeah, maybe they were. I would say that you know, for his incredible landing, mm. Frank. And, Frank's a big, you know, having sons back. Yeah, Frank is a big shout. Do you know who else to shout? Who? Pierre Chang, Marvin Candle, because <laughs> he steps in when Amy needs a rest after having her baby. Yeah, that is fair. And he's like a celeb. That's like asking. <laughs> that's like asking flipping George Clooney. Well, I was going to say Hollywood to, to, to wipe your bum. I mean that those are very extremes. I was going to say that's like asking, I don't know who's like a bit of a low low part. Like <laughs> it's like asking Jonathan Ross, who is a UK presenter for the US listeners or anyone else who doesn't know Jonathan Ross is. It's like asking Jonathan Ross to sign in a screening or to to just take a register somewhere. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Just because he's not like a huge celeb, but he's like a bit of a celeb. Yeah. He doesn't have to do that work. He does it, no questions asked. He even says, ah, I've been pulled off, but you know, she's had a baby. What can you do? I think he's hero of the week. You think he's hero of the week? I think uh, he's a dad. I would. <laughs> Look, we know Frank's a good pilot. We know Frank can land a plane. It's just about to say as an example, it's like asking Patrick Fischler to, to come on our podcast. Hero of the I week. mean, then he would just be hero of every week. <laughs> Patrick, a tweet is coming your way. I, uh, I, uh, that was really good. I, a thing that people still want me to ask you, Jack, is um, what ne- next week's episode, whose episode do you think it's going to be? Ooh. Obviously, this week it wasn't really anyone. It wasn't really anyone. It was a bit of a bit of an amalgam. Mm. But I can tell you that next week it kind of is it is someone's episode. I'd say Saeed. That's who my gut's telling me. Okay. Cool. Uh, we're we're thinking of doing a bit of a bit of a thing, aren't we, Jack? <laughs> a bit Are of a we? chat. Well, like a Q and A. Oh yeah. Yeah, for, yeah, yeah. You're right. A few, people, a few people have asked us about it, so we're gonna we're gonna do that, aren't we? We're gonna just um, mid season Q and A. Yeah, an... I reckon before the next episode we do that. All right. Well, look, you know, when you listen to this, there will be an announcement coming on our Twitter page because we would like to know what time is good for everyone, essentially, because yeah. it would be bad doing it if no one's awake. Probably. You know, before the 19th, when my PlayStation 5 arrives, that'd be good. He's put us on a time limit. (laughs) 
put us in a bloody time limit. Uh, well, very good. I really hope everyone is safe in the world. Where can people find you, Jack? They can find me at Jack J Shepherd. I'm on Jacob underscore Stoll. And what a Lost Boys Pod? Is it Lost Boys Pod? It's Lost Boys Pod. You should you should know. It's been it's way over a hundred episodes. It's been Lost. It's Lost Boys Pod. Um, and we hope that when you see this episode pop up in your uh, in your feed, that you get a little jolt of excitement. What's your name? Said. What's yours? I'm Ben. It's nice to meet you, Ben.